This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the governor held a secret meeting on COVID-19. No reporters in the room means no embarrassing questions about the rise in COVID cases. Democrats in the state legislature are piling on the governor. Senator Annette Tadeo wants him to declare a state of emergency. And State Senator Audrey Gibson wants him to order the health department to return to daily reporting of COVID stats. We're all very vigil. And so when people see the numbers, like we were seeing them, the news would have them daily. They would come out daily. We'd talk about them. They pay more attention that way. Congressman Charlie Crist, who is running for governor next year, says DeSantis is more concerned with a run for the White House than he is about the surge in COVID cases. It's crystal clear to me that this governor is running for president. He's going off to Aspen and Texas, and we're experiencing the highest COVID spike in the nation. Uh, And yet that's what his priority is. And as long as the governor is ignoring the issue, Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed, who is also running for governor, has decided to start holding her own press conferences on the COVID crisis beginning today. In Washington, the House holds its first hearing on the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol, much to the dismay of North Florida Congressman Matt Gates. There are Americans all over this country who are being harassed, who are being targeted by law enforcement. And if there is a basis for that, then we need to make sure that we get it. And that's why we're here. Speaking of Gates, his future sister-in-law describes him as weird and creepy. Roxanne Lucky posted a video on social media describing how he encouraged a colleague in his mid-30s to ask her out when she was a 19-year-old Capitol intern. Wanted to hear his side of the story, and he just immediately got so defensive, started yelling at me and my mom. He called me a narcissist, was just a thousand percent gaslighting me. Um, I literally was just like standing there asking him, like, are you going to listen to what I have to say? And he went full lawyer on me. Like, I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to answer your questions. Whatever. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events and the story of a Florida man who wanted to walk to New York in a water bubble. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Wednesday, July 28th. This is World Hepatitis Day. It's National Milk Chocolate Day and Buffalo Soldiers Day, honoring the first peacetime all-black army regiments that were formed to keep order in the Wild West after the Civil War. The men of the 9th and 10th Cavalry Regiments didn't come up with that name. The Native Americans did. And to this day, no one knows why. It was on this date in 1866 that the metric system became a legal measurement system in the U.S. In 1896, the city of Miami was incorporated. In 1915, U.S. Marines went ashore in Haiti on orders from President Woodrow Wilson. The occupation lasted 19 years. And on this date in 1945, a U.S. Army B-25 crashed into the 79th floor of the Empire State Building. Fourteen people died, but elevator operator Betty Lou Oliver somehow managed to survive a 75-story fall when the plane cut the cable on her elevator. Governor Ron DeSantis held a secret meeting in the Capitol Monday to discuss mask mandates with people who share his view that they really aren't necessary. And since he didn't see fit to include the public in that discussion, I won't be saying anything more about it, except to point out that closing a meeting to the press is the best way to avoid tough questions that you don't want to answer. Questions like how in the world he can justify a lack of precautions in a state that now leads the nation in new cases of COVID-19. If you look at the CDC maps, you'll see that almost every county in the state is now ranked high for community transmission of COVID. Only Glades County is ranked lower, and it still has a substantial transmission rate. State Senator Audrey Gibson of Jacksonville says if DeSantis won't act, the people of Florida have to step up. Just trying to uh, do a lot of uh, tweeting to encourage 
people to get the vaccine. I mean, we had a Walmart close for cleansing because of the um, uh, COVID in in the community where that Walmart is. And uh, it's younger people, a lot of apartment complexes. And so it's a kind of a, um, it's just a nightmare. I don't know why we have vac- vaccine hesitancy. Sometimes I think people think it's cool. So I'm getting ready to send out a little tweet that says, uh, not being vaccinated is not cool, but it can make you cold. So we have to just keep pushing that message. And I was at a mask event yesterday, press conferences. I think we have to continue to beat the drum about masks too. You may be vaccinated, but you should still wear your mask, right? Because you can you can spread it still, even as a, even though you're vaccinated. And then other people can still spread it to you, even though you're vaccinated. And the um, apparently the Johnson and Johnson. So if you got that one. Be extra careful. The efficacy of um, the resistance to COVID-19 is very, is low. It's like 66% or something like that. And so we have to stay vigilant and be responsible and help each other be responsible for each other because the governor is not going to do anything except say, hey, I encourage you to wear your mask, whatever, man. Senator Gibson says there's a lot the state should be doing to respond to the surge, starting with simple reporting. She believes the Department of Health should go back to daily COVID reports instead of doing the once-a-week summary. We're all very vigil. And so when people see the numbers, like we were seeing them, the news would have them daily. They would come out daily. We'd talk about them. They pay more attention that way. Just to helter-skelter, put out numbers, Some of us pay more attention, but everybody watches some form of TV or the Twitter or the something, some form of communication or Facebook. So if we had those numbers daily and people could see the escalation in those numbers, I think they'll they'll be more moved (laughs) to move towards getting vaccinated. We're going to have to be the ones who raise the issue and start calling for those numbers to come out every day. We, we, we have to do that. We can't sit by. Gibson was speaking during a meeting of the Democratic Executive Committee of Broward County. The guest of honor was Congressman Charlie Crist, who is running in the Democratic primary for the right to challenge DeSantis when he runs for re-election next year. Uh, let me cut to the chase. I'm running for governor because we need a change. Uh, it's crystal clear to me that this governor is running for president. He's going off to Aspen and Texas and we're experiencing the highest COVID spike in the nation. Uh, and yet that's what his priority is. So uh, it's abundantly clear. If you want somebody who believes in a woman's right to choose, protecting our environment, uh, understanding that the, being the governor of Florida is a serious job that you need to take seriously. We all know what we're dealing with in Florida. It's serious and it's dangerous. And uh, I, I can't believe we have the lack of leadership that we do, but that's why we have elections. We can make a change and make it better and get back to doing the right thing. If you were governor today, what would you do differently immediately? Oh, I I would be barnstorming the state, honestly, and telling people they need to get vaccinated. It's critically important. You know, it's very simple. It says, Dr. Fauci says, you know, if you get vaccinated, the the chance that you're going to get this Delta variant is very small, very small. I mean, it's life or death. And as I said, you know, not only is the governor traveling around the country, Um, But in addition, he's mocking Dr. Fauci himself, probably the leading health scientist, 
advising our country in this pandemic right now. And, and he mocks him, which is, you know, really kind of a dog whistle. He's telling his followers, you know, you probably don't have to worry about wearing a mask or social distancing or getting vaccinated. I mean, it's just, it's remarkable. I would do everything differently. Chris and Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed are the top Democrats in the race. And since the governor has stopped doing his COVID briefings, Commissioner Freed will hold a press conference of her own to discuss the surge in Florida today. The state health department suspended daily COVID-19 reporting in early June and has not resumed the daily sharing of public information, even as Florida leads the nation in new cases. As the House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol held its first meeting Tuesday, Commissioner Freed announced the suspension of 22 licenses by individuals involved in the insurrection. The Division of Licensing has the ability to immediately suspend a concealed carry permit if the licensee is charged with a felony or certain other disqualifying offenses, and the license can be revoked permanently if they're convicted. The Select Committee's investigation started with a graphic video of the rioters and a warning from Committee Chairman Benny Thompson that it could happen again if the people responsible for the attack are not held accountable. I thank God for our democracy and our republic withstood this assault. But this threat hasn't gone away. It looms over our democracy like a dark cloud. Some people are trying to deny what happened, to whitewash it to turn the insurrectionists into martyrs. But the whole world saw the reality of what happened on January 6th. The hangman's gallows sitting, st- sitting out there on our nation's mall. The flag of that first failed and disgraced rebellion against our union being paraded through the Capitol. The hatred, the bigotry, the violence. And all of it for a vile, lie. Let's be clear. The rioters who tried to rob us of our democracy were propelled here by a lie. As chairman of this committee, I will not give that lie any fertile ground. We need to understand how and why the big lie fested. We need to know minute by minute how January 6 unfolded. We need to understand how the rotten lie behind January 6 has continued to spread and feed the forces that would undermine American democracy. And we need to figure out how to fix the damage. A handful of Republicans held a news conference after the first hearing outside the Justice Department, where they attacked the government's response to Insurrection Day. And Florida Congressman Matt Gates was front and center. We're wondering why questions that have been asked by colleagues for many months have gone unanswered. Perhaps there are reasonable explanations for why Uh, The attorney general hasn't been forthcoming with information regarding these particular detainees. But as uh, folks representing all Americans, we think that we've got to get those answers. Uh, Antifa and BLM set fires to this country for months, and we did not see an interest from federal, federal law enforcement in those claims. But now there are Americans all over this country who are being harassed, who are being targeted by law enforcement. And if there's a basis for that, then we need to make sure that we get it. And that's why we're here answering these questions. But honestly, they didn't answer any questions. As Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene was summing up, the protesters began to get loud and they called off the news conference. First of all, to the guy that's blowing the whistle, we are not deterred. And so for anyone that's here being an activist and yelling today, Here's the statement that I need everyone to understand. We will not back down. 
We will not stop asking questions. We are looking for the truth. And we believe the truth can be found by reaching out and answering and asking the right questions to the right people. Listen, there's another thing. The taxpayers of this country pay all of these people's salaries and they owe the people of this country the answers to the questions. Okay. The left is interrupting the press conference. We need to end it. Thank you. For those of you that really care about due process, thank you. And as long as we're talking about Matt Gates, there's one other item of note. The congressman accused of paying young women for sex is engaged to 26-year-old Ginger Lucky. She has a younger sister, and 20-year-old Roxanne Lucky says Gates is weird and creepy. Here's what she posted on TikTok. So last summer when I was living in D.C. and interning there, basically um, Matt had just started dating my sister, and he had a friend that I had met and kind of knew that was around Matt's age, um, like had a kid, had been divorced. And this guy kept telling me like, oh, Matt told me I should ask you out, like that we'd be great together, yada, yada. And I'd just make jokes and be like, haha, like I'm 19. Like that's, that's weird. Um, and I just thought he was kind of joking. And then he definitely like started um, being more vocal and saying creepy things and being like, I had a boyfriend at the time. He's like, oh, when you break up with your boyfriend, let me know. And so you can have a real man, just creepy stuff. And he later like texted me and was like, oh, sorry about what I said. I just wanted to get Matt off my back. Like Matt told me I should ask you out, yada, yada, yada. So I decided to confront Matt about it and be like, hey, why were you telling your friend to ask me out and like be like that's just weird and creepy um so come thanksgiving when i finally had the chance to see him face to face i was straight up with him and i was like what is up with this why did your friends why did your friend say this very much was like wanted to hear his side of the story and he just immediately got so defensive started yelling at me and my mom he called me a narcissist was just a thousand percent gaslighting me um, I literally was just like standing there asking him, like, are you going to listen to what I have to say? And he went full lawyer on me. Like, I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to answer your questions, whatever. And as far as I'm concerned, someone who is innocent shouldn't be getting so defensive and literally being a grown man yelling at a 20 year old girl. It was just beyond me. When everything came out about him, I honestly, unfortunately, was not surprised. And it wasn't just this encounter I had with Matt when I was in D.C. I heard kind of through the grapevine stuff about him. You know, everything is hearsay, but just he had a reputation for prowling after college girls when he's a grown man. And to me, that's just kind of weird. And as someone who has personally experienced ton of creepy old politician men hitting on me when I was underage and experiencing sexual assault at that age by people of power. It's just very disheartening. And I have zero tolerance for people like him. And I think politicians need to be held accountable for their actions. And I'm tired of them getting away with this type of stuff. And I think it's important that we are just aware and hold people accountable to whatever extent we can. 
Lucky did have one nice thing to say about Gates. He's not a pedophile. She says the proper term is ephibophilia, the attraction to post-pubescent teens between the ages of 15 to 19. calendar of events today. The Florida Commission on Offender Review meets at 9 o'clock. The Reemployment Assistance Appeals Commission meets at 9.30. Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed holds a press conference at 12.15 to discuss the latest COVID stats in Florida. The Estimating Conference meets at 2 to analyze financial issues in the criminal justice system. The Nominating Commission for the First Judicial Circuit will meet at 2 and elect leaders. And Americans for Prosperity in Florida will hold an event at 6 in Miami-Dade County to oppose an infrastructure spending plan by President Joe Biden and congressional Democrats. Finally today, a Florida man inside a makeshift bubble floating along the Atlantic Ocean washed ashore Saturday. It was the latest attempt by 40-year-old Reza Baluki to run across the sea inside a cylindrical contraption he calls a hydropod. The Flagler County Sheriff's Office reported that Florida man left St. Augustine Friday in his hydropod with the goal of reaching New York, but he had to turn back after discovering some of his safety and navigation equipment had been stolen. That's it for this edition of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, and by the time you hear this, I'll be flying to Denver for Mom's funeral. We'll miss her terribly, but she had a good life, and she's back with Dad once again, if you believe that sort of thing. I hope it's true. Sunrise returns on August 9th. Try not to screw the pooch completely while I'm gone.